Greetings everyone and another very warm welcome to yet another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, joined today by Brian Fanzo. Brian, uh, g'day from down under, very warm welcome sir. Where are you hanging out? Thanks so much for having me. I'm hanging out just outside Washington DC in Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia, how's COVID over there at the moment? We're on pretty good lockdown. The kids are in virtual school through January, and uh, wow. we're, we think we can eat outside on the, on the street sides, but no, that's about it. Wow. So you're getting a lot of homeschooling time right now yourself, because I know you're used to flying around the world and speaking at like 100 conferences every year. So you going stir crazy? <laughs> oh, yes. Beyond stir crazy. And this is the longest I've ever been home since I left university. So in, you know, in the 16 years since I left university, I've never been home four months in a row ever. And this is now five months in a row. So definitely stir crazy. Incredible. Folks, for those of you who don't know Brian, I got introduced to Brian through Webinar 23, who have an awesome webinar platform. They're based in Denmark. They've flown Brian to Denmark to help them with their virtual events four times. He hosted an impeccably, and I'd have to say the DNA of Brian is that he can run a show professionally, but have you feel so relaxed and like he's a close friend at the same time. That's the quintessential Brian Fanzo that we're talking to. He's literally in demand as a global speaker. He's a digital futurist. He's a virtual keynote speaker and podcaster, helps brands and leaders find the synergy between tech and humanity. We could say tech and touch, I suppose, Brian. So it's truly an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for giving up your time. Our title, Brian, is how to create dynamic virtual experiences. And we're going to show people how to do that in just seven minutes. Our time starts now. Question number one, boom, who's your ideal client? Ideal client is anyone trying to leverage virtual to reach their you know, new audience in this new way. So it's either moving an offline event online or reinventing you know, a way to connect with your online audience. Perfect. Thank you. Six and a half minutes left. Question two, what's the problem you solve for that ideal client? The problem I solve is really helping reinvent what a virtual experience is. If we take something from offline and put it online, you're competing with YouTube, Netflix, and all the other tools that are out there. I really try to help really shift their focus and have a new perspective on what's possible in creating a virtual experience. Fantastic. Sounds exciting. I try. <laughs> yeah, it sounds interesting. Okay, so we've still got six minutes left. We've got these folk who, you know, your ideal clients, and they become aware that you can solve their problem. How do they know from a symptom point of view? This is question number three, six minutes left. How do they know from a symptom point of view what's going on in their business or their event experiences where they're going, hang on, I need, I need to talk to Brian about this. I need some of Brian's stuff. What, what are the symptoms they're experiencing before they find your solution? So, you know, before COVID, this was an interesting one because before COVID, it was usually there, there was a disconnect between brands or, you know, or their clients or customers that they interacted with offline and then a real disconnect online on, you know, the relationship building, the scale, the marketing. Now that COVID's here, it's more of this idea, okay, we're, we're blasting all this information to them virtually, but it's either not hitting them or we can't cut through the noise. And so really those symptoms are, how do we truly connect with our virtual audience? And then how do we create something that's not the same old Zoom call, but not the typical webinar, right. and do that in a way that really creates that same dynamic that is usually established offline? Okay. And I, I just want to point out at this point, folks, if you're listening to this, you know me, Tom Poland, Leadsology. We're all about marketing with webinars. Brian's expertise extends way beyond that. He's, he's an absolute rock star with that. But we're talking about all sorts of virtual experiences, Brian, not just marketing. What other sort of 
online events or virtual experiences have you been consulted on? This is kind of like a bonus question I'm slipping in. I like that. I like that. So, you know, everything from you have a tr your traditional webinar, but let's say a webinar is hitting new departments that have never traditionally used webinars. So you have human resources, the recruiting department, right. and then we're doing things such as live streaming. I've helped launch the very first Facebook Live for IBM, Dell, Samsung, SAP, the UFC, lots of big brands. I've launched their very first live stream. And then also creating kind of like that, you know, networking experience online. So we're doing things like speed networking. I'm actually doing a really cool one internally with a bunch of employees where we're helping them kind of shift up what their day-to-day -day conversation is. So a wide variety, you know, traditional conference online, you know, mixing up webinars, but also live streaming video as well. I'm so glad I took the time to ask you that question because it just broadens everyone's minds in terms of the scope for online meetings. Let's keep rocking and rolling. Four minutes left. And question four, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making when they're trying to do virtual events? I think one of the biggest mistakes is that we try to take what we do offline and just repurpose it online. Yeah. And what I believe you have to do in that in that scenario is you have to look at what the core values are that you create offline, but remove the mechanics. If you bring offline mechanics virtually, you can't take advantage of what's available virtually. But if you take those values and then you reinvent it virtually, I, I like to say 360 degrees because virtually we have all of these options around us. It won't replace what we do offline, but it's going to give us new opportunities to do things virtually. And I think that's an important delineation where I'm not trying to replace a handshake or what we do in an offline environment, rather reinvent and provide some new experiences online. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Three minutes left. Question five, what's one valuable free action that an audience member could take that's going to help them move a step closer to creating awesome virtual experiences? Not going to do the whole thing, but it's a step in the right direction. I think a big step is to think about how you can create a participatory element. And what I mean by that is, rather than talking at your audience virtually, how can I allow them to participate in the conversation and even direct where you're going with your content? That's interesting because a lot of people talk about interaction. Some people talk about engagement, but you're talking about participation, which really gives you interaction and engagement. That is uh, correct. This, it's a soapbox of mine. I don't believe the, I don't believe everything needs to be interactive, right. but I do believe we can make everything feel participatory. Participatory. I get the sense this is not the first time you've spoken on this subject. Question number <laughs> question number six. Not your first rodeo. Question number six. Two minutes left. What's one valuable free resource that we could direct people to? A URL, a website somewhere where you could say, go get this because it's going to help you even more. So yeah, brianfanzo.com slash virtual events is the URL. And it's all the resources that I've pulled together from videos to documents. I've done over 40 virtual events just since COVID started. I've done over 3,500 live streams since 2014. <laughs> and I really just try to throw as much information up there as I can to hopefully bring virtual as a whole, the entire space forward. So videos, podcasts, blog posts, a little bit of everything is up there. There is an, I mean, I've got it open right now. I'm looking at it right now. There is just this extraordinary resource sitting there, folks. It's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Fanzo, F-A-N-Z-O.com, forward slash virtual hyphen events. Go get it. Question number seven, one minute left, heaps of time. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? 
I would say, what is the future of virtual events would be the question. And I think, you know, when we've talked webinars, we talk virtual, I think virtual is going to be around forever. I think we are having a newfound focus on virtual. I mean, webinars have been successful and very valuable for 10 plus years. Yep. But I think how we think of them, how we leverage them, how we measure success, and even how we present with them in the future, it's we can go back to offline events. It doesn't matter if we can call it hybrid, but I truly think of virtual as being that, that glue that connects us when we aren't in those offline experiences. And, and that's really where I think the future goes. Brian Fonzo, thank you so much for the time. This has been one of the most richest online interview experiences that I've had. So you're really walking the talk. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.